Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Berhantu with me, Hafiz Rahman. Thank you so much for listening and making Berhantu your choice of podcast for anything horror. Um, this episode is a rather different episode because this episode is a series of short stories um, that happened to a particular person. Um, and this person actually shared... Let me, let me, let me see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. 7 short stories. And it's really short stories. So, but I think in total, if it's going to be 7 short stories, it will, it will fill up um, an entire episode. So, here we go. So, this is very interesting because it's from... Um, a listener of Abarhantu who is uh, not Muslim, okay, um, Hindu by religion. Okay, so, um, hi Hafiz, good day to you. Uh, firstly, thank you for bringing such an entertaining platform. A friend of mine introduced this podcast and since then it was a hook for me. I binge listened all episodes for a period of almost half a month. Um, and the beauty of your podcast is the rojatness is that it's both in Malay and English and taking in stories from people of all races. I truly enjoy that. Okay, let's get to the stories. My name is Leslie. I'm a Hindu by religion, but I'm not that staunch. I have a couple of stories to share and hope they will take up enough of your airtime. So these stories are from um, since my growing up days until now. Some are experienced by me personally and some are by my siblings and parents. Yes, it's a family affair. So these are short stories and I hope this is, that it, it is suitable for your platform. Um, and here you go. So this is what happened to um, us in our younger days at our first own home. Number one is the call. So this story was shared by my mom, and it happened to her. Our first family home was in Jurong West, Street 41. And it was a simple three-room flat, two rooms and a hall. I truly love that place because of the amount of amenities around. So this happened uh, a couple of years after moving in. So me and my siblings were away for school, and my dad was at work. My mom was a homemaker after all these years after marriage. So, on that particular day, as usual, she was doing her household chores. And it was around noontime. So, my mom was wiping windows in one of the room, um, the room that was shared by me and my younger siblings and herself. She had a small pill of water, detergent spray, and a towel. As she was cleaning, the house phone rang. She hung the towel on the window grill and went to answer the call. After the call, she returned back to the room to continue her chore. So upon returning, she realized that the towel that she hung on on the grill was not there. At first, she thought she took it with her to answer the call. So she went to back to the living room where the phone was to check, but she couldn't find it. All right, Thinking she might left it in the kitchen, she then proceeded to the kitchen to check, but she couldn't find it at all. She brushed it, she brushed it off, thinking that she might have misplaced it somewhere. Although at the back of her mind, she knew that something was not right. So she decided to take a new towel and continue with her task. And then that's when she, f- um, to find the old towel later on, okay? Um, she then continued to wipe the windows, and this is what happened. As she was wiping, someone threw something on her back. She quickly turned back and saw that the old towel was on the floor. Eh, kima, tak Okay, so she quickly turned back and saw that the old towel was on the floor. She dropped everything and ran out of the house and waited for my dad to come back from work. Little did we know that this was the beginning of all other things that's going to happen in this house. So my parents brushed off this particular incident and they just prayed. As years goes by, the house became dark in a sense that my, my, my parents would frequently argue and fight and constantly my dad would fall ill, etc. So this is the second story in that same house. 
we were still living in our old place and this is called Nene, okay? So this happened to my elder brother and I witnessed it. So as I mentioned earlier, my siblings and I and, and, I and my mom shared one room. I have two siblings. I'm number two. All of, us are, all of us are boys. So we had a bunk bed style. I occupied the top and my elder brother took the lower deck. My younger brother and my mom will place a bed on the floor and they will sleep there. So this was in the 90s. Hence, we were all very young. So this particular night, as we were all sleeping, my elder brother suddenly started crying and his cry woke us up. So while crying, he was holding his legs and complaining that it was painful. Hours went by and his pain and his cry got worsened. So my parents tried everything they could but didn't work. My dad then decided to call a close friend who is also his colleague to help. It was this Malay man and he practiced healing. So in the wee hours of the morning, Uncle Ahmad, just a name for the story, <laughs> Uncle Ahmad came, alright? So I remembered he was carrying a plastic bag with some items inside. He sat my brother down on a chair and started massaging his legs while reciting something. Um, then he took out something which I often, well, I only know, knew, knew this years later. It's a kemenyan, a smoke thingy. And he smoked my brother's legs. Then Uncle Ahmad took out a small packet of flowers and asked him to have a flower bath. To my surprise, his cries and pain stopped after shower. Uncle Ahmad continued to finish this ritual and thereafter settled down and spoke to my parents. Mom also shared the towel incident at him, alright, to him. So this is what he said. Uncle Ahmad mentioned that there's nothing to worry about. The most chilling part. He mentioned there was an old granny in the house and she's actually taking care of the house and adore my elder brother. Alright? And this disturbance is for her to show her existence. By the way, this granny is not related to us in any way and wasn't staying there previously because we were the first owner of this house. Uncle Ahmad then cleansed the house and provided this rectangular uh, item and instructed my dad to place it at every corner of the house. However, my Uncle Ahmad also warned my dad to be careful at work. A little insider about my dad. My dad uh, worked, or rather used to work, he's retired now. He used to work at an airline industry. Although he was not very educated, he climbed the ladder pretty fast together with Uncle Ahmad and some of his other close friends. So my dad worked there for decades and this was his first and last job. There were a lot of red eyes around him. People constantly trying to sabotage him or send things to him. So hence, Uncle Ahmad suspected that this granny could be an insider job. Nevertheless, things were going well for a while and granny was gone. But there were still other disturbance. The Indian Puntiana or Mohini. So dad used to work shift, okay? So hence, there were times that he will return home very late at night. So as usual, there was once, dad was coming back home from work. As he was walking to back to the block, nearing the leaf, he started to smell a very strong jasmine flower-like fragrance. At that hour, he was the only human there waiting for the lift. Curious where the smell was coming from, he turned to check. You know how some blocks, there will be a lot of pillars as part of the building infrastructure? My block was one of those, Okay? He said he saw a lady wearing a white sari standing at the last pillar of the block. Weirdest thing was that she was standing still, sideways, almost like hiding behind the pillar. My dad knew exactly what that was and he turned back and started to continually press the lift button. 
the lift took ages to come down. What happened next shook him. As he was desperately waiting, he heard the woman walking up to him. How do you know? Now, Mohini wear those anklets with bells attached around it. It's called Golusu in, Te- in Tamil. You can Google it. So basically, Mohini, or rather aka known as the Indian Puntiana, she wears white sari. Some say that it wears jasmine flower um, on, on its head, but some say she just smells like jasmine flower and she wears these anklets. So that said that the sound of the bell was co- was nearing closer and closer. And before he knew it, the lift arrived and he took off. The next day, I remembered it was a weekend and we were all home. So dad wanted us to make sure that we wash our legs whenever we come back home and ask our mom to bring sharp items like nail or small penna with her whenever we go out. So this was, wasn't the end. There were times while studying in the room, me and my brother would run out because we would hear the sound of the anklet along our corridor. But there wasn't anyone there and we would suddenly smell jasmine. This only stopped after a year or so after my dad switched to a permanent at 8am to 5pm shift. Next story is this big tree. Alright, it's called Big Tree. In 1996, my aunt passed away. In Hindu custom, we have to perform 8 and 16 days prayers after passing. I'm not sure which prayers this happened though. The prayer took place in a temple. At the end of the prayer, we have to go around this huge tree a couple of times. After prayers, together with other cousins, aunties and uncles, we went back to my late aunt's place to stay for the night. She was staying at Boonley Place, Block 169. The block was demolished a few years back. After reaching her place, we settled down and prepared to go to bed. And it was almost midnight. So some aunties were resting in the rooms and some were preparing ingredients for the next day cooking. Us, the kids, we were all in the living room resting and the uncles were also in the living room gambling and chatting away. Couple of hours later, my elder brother sat up from his sleep and started speaking in a different language. It was only in my adolescent years later that my mom told me it was Hokkien he spoke. A lot of my uncles and aunties and even my parents, they know Hokkien, Malay and some even Cantonese. You know lah, they all kan orang kampung. So my mom said that my brother was saying in Hokkien, why are you disturbing me? And he kept repeating it in Hokkien. So there was a Chinese medium who stayed below my late aunt's unit who was also a family friend. So my dad and my uncle carried my brother to the medium house to seek help. The medium asked, where did my brother go? Did he play near the seaside or near any trees? Then my dad explained to the medium, oh, we got back from a prayer from temple and we did rounds around a huge tree. Then the medium said, it's a wandering spirit that got offended thinking we were disturbing its house. And again, why my brother? Remember I told you, elder-born child always get into trouble with a spirit. <laughs> That's how my brother suffered. Then, dia cakap lagi ni, dia ketawa. Aku pun anak-anak nombor satu tau. Anyways, um, <laughs> go on. So then the medium cleansed him and offered blessed water to drink. And then he recovered thereafter. Years later, I discovered that there was actually a banyan tree. But what pondered me until now is that the tree was situated in a temple, a holy ground. And yet, there were spirits attached to the tree. So these following stories happened during my adolescent and adult years. So we have shifted to a new place, but we were still within Jurong. So this is called house deity or something else. 
So after shifting to our new place, my dad wanted to have a deity statue in the house. Hence, we bought a 2 meter height female god statue. She was majestic. As per Hindu custom, the statue arrived to the house with the eyes blindfolded. It will only be opened after a giving life ritual. She was placed in the living room before shifting to the prayer's room. At this point of time, we were only in the midst of shifting uh, to the... to Sorry, we were in the midst of shifting, so we were asleep at our old place. So my mom will drop by to our new place to monitor the renovation work and do minor cleaning, lah, as my dad will be at work and we will be in school. The layer of the rooms are such that the room entrances face each other. After the completion of renovation works, my mom went to do some cleaning. As she walked to the living room from the kitchen and her left peripheral, she saw someone walk from one room to another room. So she thought it was a contractor doing works. Hence, she went to check. And yes, there wasn't anyone in either rooms. She ignored it and continued cleaning. While she was sweeping the living room, it happened again. Again, like the initial story, she dropped everything and left the house and waited for us to return back. This time round, I was the first to go over after school. She told me what happened and I got a little excited, so I went to check on my own. Nothing happened. Soon after... My dad came back and we chat with him what happened. He kept quiet. He asked us to pack up and asked us to leave. During the giving life ritual, that, uh, ritual my dad shared with the priest about the incident. The priest said that actually it was, a de- it was a deity guarding the house. Even though rightfully the ritual is the time for her to become alive, it seems that the statue already had her life the moment she came in blindfolded. Jeng, jeng, jeng. Okay, last two story. This one is called The Blow. So this happened to me during my clubbing days era. <laughs> there was once I came back home super drunk and it was almost 3-ish, 4 in the morning. I was exhausted. Hence, I just washed my legs, changed my home wear and headed to bed. Yes, I didn't dish- I didn't shower but oh well. <laughs> it was only minutes after getting to bed and I was sleeping on my side when suddenly someone or something gave a hard blow in my ears. It was so clear. I jumped out of my bed and for some reason, I do not know why, I ran to my kitchen and I stood there for seconds gathering my thoughts before going back to sleep. Nothing happened after. Next day, I told my parents and yes, I got scolded for not showering and my dad said it must be our house deity cleansing me because I was dirty. Not sure about that, but it was something I will never forget. Ever since then, I always make it a point to shower no matter how drunk I am. But now, I'm I'm retired from clubbing and drinking. Right. So this one, the last story is something that happened very recently. It's called Visit My Grandma. (sighs) This was the most recent incident that happened to my mom. So my grandma passed on last month um, um, in in, in August. So this was was obviously an only meal that I sat on. So this uh, happened in middle this year, in August this year. Okay, She was my mom's mom. Like mentioned in my previous story, we performed the 16 days prayers at our house. While performing the ritual, the priest casually asked us, did anyone dream of grandma? So dad suddenly looked at mom and asked her to share what happened. We were in shock because my mom didn't say anything to us, the kids. My mom mentioned that two nights ago, before the 16 days prayer, she was sleeping. So my mom is a light sleeper. She can wake up even to a tiny bit of sound. She was facing away from the entrance door, meaning she was sleeping on her side facing the windows. She said she felt a strong presence approaching her from the back. She ignored it until she felt the side of her bed 
which was just beside her back, sunk in as if someone sat down on it. She freaked out and ran out of the room and went to wake my dad up. Yes, both of them sleep separately because my dad snores terribly loud. <laughs> okay, because okay, sorry, Leslie, because as I was reading the the the, the email from the staff, I was trying to say, kenapa mak bapak dia? Like, why did the father and the mother didn't sleep together? Like, is there something wrong? Turns out the father is <laughs> a terribly loud snorer, okay? So, my parents, did, my, the priest, didn't sense anything evil around the house and said that it might be my grandma came in by to say her last goodbye to her daughter. My grandma was 86 years of age. The priest mentioned that grandma's uh, life have, has ended and as how it was written for her. A peaceful one. Indeed, it was a peaceful one as she passed on in her sleep. So, there you go. My short stories. I hope you enjoy reading it. And you can always email me back for any further details or clarification. Thank you again for this amazing platform and you are one amazing soul. Goodbye. Thank you so much, Leslie. Thank you so much. Your story is a very interesting story and I'm really, very, very happy to be able to share this story with the rest of um, my listeners. So for those of you listeners, okay, it doesn't matter whether you are non-Malay or non-Muslim. doesn't matter. Just share your stories. I'm more than happy to share and um, keep this alive for all Singaporeans. Thank you so much. Um, good night, everyone. <laughs>